Welcome to the Business of Innovation podcast, featuring in-depth stories from innovators within leading local and global organizations, brought to you by the Pfeiffer Innovation Hub at the Clemson University MBA. Brian Stearns, good morning. Good morning. You are the CEO of Ringo Fire, and I'm super excited to talk with you today about your um, your business. Well, thank you. I'm excited to be here. Can you tell me a little bit about that journey to starting your own organization? Um, and we'll just go from there. Yeah, let's do it. Um, so as you know, I, I did the MBAE program at Clemson a couple years ago. Uh, and that was really the catalyst or the inspiration to, to take me to where I am today. Spent about eight and a half, nine years in hardware working at TTI, mm-hmm. uh, selling power tools to the Home Depot and, and really being in that hardware space. But I uh, went back to school and was inspired through the program to launch a company. Uh, it was a class project that turned into a reality, literally mm-hmm. during the course of a couple of semesters. Wow, that's amazing. And that um, you've been with Ring of Fire now for how long? Four and a half years. Mm-hmm. Yep. So started um, about... 2016, but at the time it was a nights and weekends kind of thing. It was Mm -hmm. a side hustle. I was still running a mobile DJ service. I was going to school at Clemson. I was working full-time at TTI, so had a lot going on. Mm -hmm. But um, over the course of a couple months and into the spring of 2017, um, everything started to click and it it became a full-time reality where Mm -hmm. I eventually uh, was able to make the leap while I was still in school uh, and start the company full-time. And uh, for people listening who may want to start a company or just are more interested in in what you're doing, you have developed clients, and what is it exactly that you do for them? We're really in the business of customer service. We just happen to be a marketing agency, right? I mean, it, everything is about taking care of the client, and every client's the only client. Mm-hmm. And I, I think I learned that early on from TTI, mm-hmm. just how important it would be to make sure that Home Depot, for example, felt that they had all the love that they could get from Ryobi Power Tools, mm-hmm. and how important those relationships were with key buyers <clears throat> and key decision makers. Mm-hmm. You know, I feel like we could we could have started a variety of companies, but if we were excellent at customer service, then and you bring the right team together, mm-hmm. you can make it work. And we just happen to work in hardware. It's what I know. It's what I've been doing for the past 12, 15 years. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's a space that we've really grown into to sort of be a preferred agency by some top, you know, big box retailers has mm-hmm. been, you know, phenomenal. And, and we've built an incredible team around <clears throat> smart home and construction and DIY projects. And that's just really the space we're growing into. Mm-hmm. And what exactly, if I'm your customer, what exactly are you doing for me? We're coming in as your marketing and advertising leg. Mm-hmm. Uh, we actually don't even like to be referred to in a, as an agency. I joke about us being the unagency in town. We, we want to be an extension of your team, mm-hmm. your best partner, and we're solutions driven. Uh, so we're, we're a consultancy in many ways. We're helping you with social media. We're, we're helping you with Google advertising. We're helping you develop a best-in-class website. Mm-hmm. We're helping you sell a product, actually helping you get a product on shelf mm-hmm. to, to take it to, to market. Mm-hmm. So it's a variety of things. It's a really a full-service um, uh, solution that we offer clients. Mm-hmm. When did you come to the realization that this this knowledge that you have and this desire that you have and this passion for great customer service could be uh, your your own business. It sounds like you did a class project, but it takes a lot of courage to jump out there. And, and maybe you did this kind of in a stage fashion. 
I had a support group, and that was my cohort uh, at Clemson during the mm-hmm. MBA program. Mm-hmm. It started, actually, part of it started in your classroom. Yeah. You know, I had such a wonderful experience having you as a professor and getting to know people outside of my comfort zone who mm-hmm. come from all walks of life and different backgrounds. I had been so used to that corporate setting for eight, nine years. Mm-hmm. It was just refreshing. It was like <clears throat> I could hit the reset button and finally speak to folks about experiences that I'd had on the job. And it was my only right. job out of college, by the way, too. So I just thought oh that it gosh. was the norm, some of the things that I had to experience day to day and week to week. So that got me out of my comfort zone. And really just over the course, again, of several semesters of, you know, we had to come up with an idea, put it to paper, present it. Why not make it a reality? Why not take it a step further and actually build a company around it? Mm-hmm. Um, I had all the tools I needed during the uh, MBAE program. Professors to speak to, mentors who were coming into mm-hmm. the class, other classmates to encourage me. So it was perfect. I would not be here today with you if that had not been an experience for me. That's amazing to hear. I, I mean, I'm thrilled, of course. And, 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 I, and I say congratulations to you because you're the one who made the decision to put yourself, uh, take yourself out of your comfort zone yes. there at your job uh, at TTI and, and go into the classroom and um, start, you know, uh, having to take classes and read and mm-hmm. work and, and all of that on top of your regular job. So you really put yourself in a place of most potential in some ways, wouldn't you say? I did, yeah. And I, I've always felt a bit entrepreneurial. And I know that word is its kind of a buzzword. It's used a lot, just like innovation, but it's good. You know, I was wanting to do something, but couldn't figure out what that was going to be. Mm-hmm. By the end of the day, I realized what I really like to do is help people, right? So you could, yeah. if you could build a business around that, <clears throat> yeah. It could, I could have owned an HVAC company. I could have yeah. started up a, you know, a franchise of a subway, who knows? But just having that mentality of, I want to see somebody smile, I want to help them, I want to sell their product, yeah. I want to make them excited mm-hmm. about something that's trending, um, is what gave me the encouragement to pull it around an agency, right? And I'd, someone had told me very early on where I was intimidated to the tune of, well, I'm not that great of an accountant and I really don't know business law and yada, yada, yada. I was giving myself these reasons not to make uh. the leap. The classroom setting, the, the education gave me the encouragement to do those things. Go find an accountant. Go find an attorney. Build a team around things that you feel that you're not strong with and then just drive home what you love. And it's so clear that you know how to connect all the dots, you know, and hire the good people then to support you mm-hmm. or find them. But you clearly knew um, a need in the marketplace, and that's, that's yeah, not always listen, easy there, to, be, to yep. do. There are great, great brands on the shelf at many retailers that have been around for 50, 100 years, led by some incredible leaders who just hadn't taken the time to understand the shift that happened mm-hmm. five, six, seven years ago mm-hmm. of what we now know as digital, which today is just marketing. But it happened so quickly that many of these big brands at these big box retailers weren't able to partner with influencers or, or run their own Google ads or mm-hmm. understand social media and how to sell product and, and generate ROI. Where we saw that as an advantage and took some examples and case studies to some big brands like you know Greenworks Tools and, and Serta Mattress Company mm-hmm. and others that we're working with to say, let us be your you know, digital eyes and ears in the yeah. stores and, and work with these folks for you, an extension of your team, and drive sales in a, in a unique way mm-hmm. that you've not been used to. 
So value add. Yes. Not disrupting anything you're doing, but we can just come on board and complement what you're doing yep. and do that thing maybe, which you just haven't taken the time to. Yeah. These are, again, these are some really cool companies that we're working with, even here locally, some mm-hmm. entrepreneurs in Greenville where the, the leaders are visionary and they have great strategy, but it's that day-to-day checkpoint of everything you have to mm-hmm. do now. Yeah. And by the way, things shift and change so frequently. Mm-hmm. You know, marketing and advertising, we're pretty set in stone for many years at a time, right? Mm-hmm. There'd be trends that shifted every five to six years. Well, now that shift happens every five to six months, yeah. and it'll soon be every five to six weeks. And that's just how quickly, if, you, if you're not on that boat, you'll miss it. Mm-hmm. And a lot of brands <clears throat> have been knocked off the shelf by an incumbent that just has a young and scrappy mindset of how to take things to market mm-hmm. in a new approach. So we're there to help those new brands with that approach, but mm-hmm. also to help the established ones sort of understand how to shift and adjust to mm-hmm. what's cool right now. Yeah. Young and scrappy. Mm-hmm. Would you consider your company as kind of young and scrappy? We are. Yeah. And I like that. And, you know, <laughs> I like and, I t- and I, I'll lead with that in a pitch. Yeah. That we are. We'll get things done. Uh, on a dime. If a, if a client needs a photo to produce on homedepot.com tomorrow, we're going to mm-hmm. go get an Airbnb tonight and knock it out. Yeah. You know, we're not going to spend weeks planning and whiteboarding mm-hmm. and strategizing on <clears throat> who, sh- who should the model be and how are we going to set the setting and what kind of lighting do we want? I mean, we just get it done. Yeah. And that's the attitude you have to have, I think, as an agency this day and age with the way products are selling. If you don't move fast enough, there's going to be somebody out there that does it quicker mm-hmm. and better. What do you love about being a CEO? Oh man, working with a team. I've, I have been able to build such an incredible team of hardworking, talented individuals. That has been my favorite part. Mm-hmm. You know, that you, you wear many different hats, uh, especially early on in the startup days. But at this point now, I've got several folks in place who are just running and they're leading and they're doing oh, and they're making some really cool, you know, campaigns and creative. And, and it's just been, that's been the best part for me here recently, just to kind of mm-hmm. sit back and watch them mm-hmm. kind of blossom, but be their cheerleader. Beautiful. Yep. What do you, what's hard about being a CEO? Uh, no sleep. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, don't tell me that. Uh, the, the travel and, um, a little bit of pressure and anxiety that come with the day-to-day of, mm-hmm. hey, you're, you're in charge of 25-plus people's mm-hmm. you know careers, right? You've got to do what you can every single day to mm-hmm. take care of them, encourage them, motivate them, show them some growth leadership opportunities, yeah. and reward them, uh, and, and just give them kind of the absolute best setting that you can so there's no turnover and that's just growing forward. Yeah, that's wonderful. Um, have you always found um, that you were highly innovative with throughout your career, throughout your school life? I, I mean, think so. I mean, I, I've always enjoyed doing things a little differently, too, yeah. right? Even as a kid, I'd get yeah. the box of Legos and, like, scrap the instructions and just build what I wanted, right? Mm-hmm. Or tried something different <clears throat> and um, always had some kind of a side gig or side hustle growing up, mm-hmm. whether it's selling, you know, lemonade or T-shirts or DJing parties or whatever uh, at a young age wanted to do something to keep myself busy, but also to learn different traits and different things, right? Tried out for the track team, didn't make it, so I picked up you know, saxophone and became a musician, right? You're so, a saxophonist. Yes. I love that. Uh, so constantly like trying different things, pivoting, changing it up. Uh, uh-huh. When I went into uh, TTI, I had the opportunity to come up with a new product called the Bucket Top Mister, which I got a patent on at 24 years old. Um, it did $5 million in its first year with Home Depot, and it still continues to sell really well. So that kind of got me into uh-huh. product innovation, retail, you know, new product design. Yeah. Uh, but then also supporting other people who had great ideas, but maybe mm-hmm. just didn't know how to take it to market. Yeah. 
Fascinating. Um, so how do you keep your culture um, going in terms of growth, development, innovation? How do you encourage that? Or is it just kind of a systemic thing that happens? We're so, t you know, we had a young lady come in this morning for an interview, actually, before I came over here. And that was one of the questions that she asked, just like, tell me about your culture. Yeah. And I, before I could even answer, another team member spoke up and just said, we're, we're, we're a family here. And um, nice. it's just everybody looks out for everyone else. Mm -hmm. um, we challenge each other. We support each other. We wear different hats. We kind of know our different job descriptions, mm -hmm. but at the same time, we all want to win. You know, we're as strong as our weakest link, and we don't want a weak link, right? So we're mm -hmm. just constantly working with one another to improve and uh, kind of re-inspire new ways of doing things at the mm -hmm. office that set us apart from other agencies in town or other agencies, you know, in the world. Uh, so it's a, it's a really um, fun and diverse team. I've got some incredible leaders helping mm -hmm. me day in and day out, kind of inspire and motivate, but also looking for new training opportunities. We do lunch and learns every other week. We get outside of the office. We help each other on photo shoots. We're traveling together to conferences. So mm -hmm. those things are helping us grow too. Yeah. Do you consider yourself to be a disruptor? Yes. <laughs> Sorry, I took that pause for some water. You have to be. This is such a competitive marketplace right now. We're in, in we live in an on-demand society, right? Uh, <clears throat> Uber took out taxi cabs. Netflix took out movie theaters. Mm -hmm. I mean, look how quickly something can grow yes. and change the industry. There are probably 55 agencies just in Greenville County, uh, and that's why I call us the unagency. I don't want to be compared to those folks. I want to okay. do things different, uh, and that's what we do. We kind of uh, take the model, shake it up, and build it a different way. Um, we can get things done in an instant. We will get them done in an instant because it's going to be, it's that whatever it takes sort of attitude or mentality of taking care of the client and delivering, but doing it quickly and proficiently. Mm -hmm. What inspired you to be in this work? What, what drew you to this line of work? Oh, that's a great question. I was uh, part of the team at TTI where we're doing rigid and Ryobi power tools that was able to take us into like the social and digital realm, right? Mm -hmm. we, um, we were very late to the game <clears throat> for even having like a Facebook account for Ryobi tools or an Instagram account. I was actually told no many times when I tried to encourage the team, hey, look at Craftsman's doing this, DeWalt's doing this, we need an Instagram account and was told no so many times that I remember being frustrated. I went home one weekend and just started it on my personal phone. Yeah. A week later, we had a couple thousand followers and I took it to my boss and I said, look, I'm sorry I did this, but it works. We need yeah. to do this. You know, that was 2013 or you. 14, right? So courage. that really was uh, kind of an aha moment of this, this can work for a brand if you can use it in a way that builds community and inspires people to, to build projects mm -hmm. and to use tools. So I wanted to take that same concept to other hardware brands who maybe were also intimidated. Mm -hmm. They thought it might be a customer service nightmare or they weren't gonna be able to keep up with it and say, you guys can do this too, and here, here's the model. So mm -hmm. we kind of started out that way, helping other tool brands with social and other <clears throat> entrepreneurs with social, mm -hmm. but it's have since evolved into you know full service agency. Mm -hmm. Wonderful, um, so tell me, what is something that you really like about yourself and something that you don't like about yourself? <laughs> That's a, another great question. I think I, I worry a lot, you know? I've been told that my whole life. But it also <laughs> keeps me on my toes, I think, you know? It Being keeps a worrier. Me, yeah. So <laughs> I, I, I wish I worried a bit less, but it, 
on the on the flip side, I think it, it gives me an opportunity to think through all scenarios that, that could happen in yeah. a given day with a client okay. or with a new product launch or with a team member. Um, I think my ability to to host and, and customer service and, and mm -hmm. show clients a good time and mm -hmm. prove some results on campaigns are, are mm -hmm. things that I enjoy. You know, I just spent a week in uh, Las Vegas at the National Hardware Show and had just a wonderful time working with our partners out there, mm -hmm. walking the show floor, looking at new products, going to dinners. It's all about the relationship. Yeah, in this industry for me, if I can be visible and relevant, I know that we can build something great. Um, and that's what I enjoy. I yeah. love the relationship part of it. And I think I said a little earlier, right? I, we could have launched any type of business. If, if mm -hmm. you can establish good relationships with your partners, your customers, your clients, then you're gonna be golden. I heard relational in there in a big way. And then the, the things that you describe though take a lot of different skills. Yeah. Because you're you're talking about relational skills, but you're talking about analytical skills mm -hmm. and you're talking about you know putting together their kind of social campaigns. Yes. And then you and, and some of that can be kind of exhausting. I mean that's a whole spectrum of things that you're doing and then you're entertaining a lot because I know you travel a fair amount. Yeah. So are you enjoying all of that? Well, sure. It? You said you know, look how quickly my hair got gray here too. This was uh, <laughs> it's been four and a half years, but it's that's been a CEO intense. kind of thing. It that is. looks good. It is it's still, you know, I hope that in 10 years we still act like a startup because it's it is 16 hour days sometimes it's working through the weekends it's yeah. sacrificing with friends and family you know I, I went through all of that and still am going through that and I think that's part of the grind that some people eventually give up on mm -hmm. um, before getting over the fence of really expanding into other great things mm -hmm. <clears throat> those are the those are the tough initial moments of just really persevering um, but building that support team and establishing and being relevant in it, whatever it is that you do, mm -hmm. you got to build a great name for yourself. We live, mm -hmm. you know, look how people sort products by reviews today. You want to know what other people say about your yes. product, about your yes. service, about you as a person. Um, so it's important for me to, to remain a five-star business leader, a five-star company right. and deliver five-star service. And that's what's happening for you right now. Everything is staying in that five-star category as you get yes. your customers to grade you and that kind of thing. Sure. And we, we're not perfect. We fail. We learn. We try mm -hmm. new things. I mean, there's there's ups and downs in any given day. Sure. Um, and that's sort of, it's good to hear some, maybe some constructive criticism mm -hmm. or some feedback from a client that maybe you weren't expecting to hear, but encourages you to try something different or to improve in an area that mm -hmm. you need to. Um, I wanted to, and you went there for a little bit, but um, I wanted to ask you kind of what do you see for um, for Ring of Fire in the future? Right now, you have a great story. I mean, you've launched, you've uh, you've been, you're scrappy. You say you want to stay that way. Mm -hmm. You know, even in 10 years, you still want to be that way. But but what else? What other things are you thinking as you think about Ring of Fire? I'm sure your wheels are turning. Sure. We're helping so many great clients again with their products in store mm -hmm. it's time for us to bring our own we're this this year 2020 will be the year that ring of fire introduces a product to market mm -hmm. and um we're going to do that and we're going to execute it phenomenally and it's going to be uh, a lot of fun for the whole team to have some ownership in that yeah so a as we continue to help our great clients move and sell and create uh engagement around their products mm -hmm. this is kind of the year that we finally um have some great things in the works um, where we're going to bring some things to market ourselves. Wonderful. And um, Ring of Fire, I have to ask you, tell me about the name. Uh, so I met Johnny Cash when I was seven years old. My mom took me to 
uh, meet President Reagan. Actually, my mom and dad took us downtown to Charlotte, my brother Mm -hmm. and I, to have photos with President Reagan. He Uh was in town for some type of a press event. Mm -hmm. So we initially went there to meet Ronald Reagan, which Mm -hmm. was very cool. I, I do remember that sort of vividly as a child. But as we were leaving, <clears throat> getting on the elevator, uh, getting down to the ground floor, mm-hmm. as we were stepping off, uh, this gentleman walked into the elevator, and I heard my mom kind of gasp, and she like, poked my dad, and uh-huh. um, as she tells the story, uh, asked if we could have a photo, and he, uh-huh. he like politely said, well, can, can I get off the elevator first? Uh-huh. Um, so we, we, we jumped off the elevator and took photos with, with Johnny Cash. And I've, I've had that with me and it's still hanging in my office. And uh-huh. I think from a very young age was inspired by his music oh, and yeah. his life and his ups Story. and downs. And I went to start a mobile DJ service in college um, under the name Johnny Ringo, which was the villain in the movie Tombstone. So I believe <laughs> like that all those things sort of blended together. I'd started uh-huh. to build that Ringo name <clears throat> and, uh, just wanted to keep something fun and different. So many agencies are people's initials or last name, and I just yeah. think that's boring. So uh-huh. it's different. Fun and different. Mm-hmm. Is that kind of a theme with a lot of the things that you're doing? Because I kind of hear that. I, I hear that, yeah. you know, you want it to be fun and you, you and, and you wanted you to be different. And so that's kind of yeah. what it seems like. Yeah, fun, different, and disruptive. Disruptive. And disruptive. Yes. I love that. Yeah. Fascinating. Um, so tell me if you, um, what was the best advice you ever received? Oh, wow. Best advice I ever received. I would say uh, as a child, as a, as, as a youngster, it was probably from my grandmother, Shirley Valenti, who's told me never to sweat the small stuff, mm-hmm. which I just got done talking to you about how I worry about everything. Right? <laughs> so I still do that from time to time, but it stuck with me, right? Even until, mm-hmm. you know, present day of going to have ups and downs every single day, but you can't carry that with you through the weekend or yeah. through the, through the, you know, course of a year or two. Uh-huh. Um, she was one to go buy the expensive wine, bring it home and open it versus people that save it and put it on a shelf and it yeah. gets dusty, right? It's living for the moment, enjoying that. life and not sweating the small stuff. And then growing into sort of a, uh, you know, uh, corporate career and, uh-huh. and right out of, after I finished undergrad at App State and started working in Atlanta, I had the opportunity of working with some really great uh, business leaders in hardware. Yeah. Um, folks like Mike Farah, whose father helped start the Home Depot. He was he's been a big mentor and friend of mine. Um, you know, Tom Armstrong, other people in the hardware business who have taught me to be visible and to be relevant, mm-hmm. and to encourage me to try things and and, and take risks and take take opportunities. Mm-hmm. Those are two great words: visible and relevant. I've heard you use those a couple yeah. of times. Uh, yes. So, so a, a sort of a mindset of which is important in your business, um, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. There's no playbook to mm-hmm. what I'm to what we're doing. Yeah. And I looked for that early on. I was I, I'm still reading a lot, but I was reading a lot of like how to do this, how to manage, how to grow a business, how to you know, advertise, how to place media on Google. But you know, and, and you can get tips and tricks along the way. Mm-hmm. But there's really no secret sauce to what we've done. It's just yeah. been doing we just right. we're just doing each day. We're trying new things. We're learning. But again, going back to being visible and relevant, I've decided I want to build this company around the hardware industry. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to live, breathe and die hardware, right? Mm-hmm. I'm going to go to every trade show. I'm going to network with the industry professionals. And we're going to understand how to use the products that we market. If I can't go out and start a generator or use a pressure washer mm-hmm. or, you know, frame a wall with a power tool, then I'm not credible in this industry. Yeah. You know, so as we bring on a new client, um, you know, Monument Grills, for example, mm-hmm. we're going to throw a barbecue. The team's going to learn how to light it, how to cook, how to clean it, 
uh, we're going to become experts as much as we can mm -hmm. and also, you know, be creative, take it to market, have fun, work with influencers, do all those things, yeah. but be able to speak the language too. You're getting ready to move to a new space. Is that part of this, you know, being able to um, uh, experience all the tools and it you is. Know, it, it, will this give you more room and space for those kinds of uh, discovery labs? And yeah, we've had a fun time in the old uh, chamber building downtown. Mm, it's beautiful. For about three and a half years now. And I, I really um, hate to leave there. I think we may actually keep a small office just, just to have so some nice. space downtown. Yeah. But we're moving to the old uh, Southern Weaving Mill. Oh, what? It's going to be like our own little Warner Brothers lot. I think the team is really excited. We've got a couple buildings out there, one for photography and creative, one for the marketing team, some room for offices, but a place to, to grow. It's its a, its, its own mini campus of backdrops and construction and just really cool um, settings and backgrounds that we can use for this kind of hardware space of mm -hmm. marketing and photography and creative and video and all those things that we do day in and day out. Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a place for us to grow into. I'm really looking long term for the team. We're, we're yeah. maxed out on our current floor right now, but still still living in every minute of it. This mm -hmm. will give us an opportunity to have a place to really grow into. Did you say love in every minute of it? Yeah. Isn't that a song? Maybe. <laughs> Or McDonald's, I'm loving it. I don't know where I got that from. <laughs> it's actually a song. I Is love it? when you said it. Yeah, it started okay. playing in my head, but I'm older than you. So, um, well, um, let me ask you this. So, how do you want to be remembered? Mm, I think that, you know, my, my um, growing up, going through undergrad, doing the different side gigs and things that I've mentioned, different jobs, it was always important for me to whether I was DJing and looking out into the crowd or presenting and looking to the boardroom mm -hmm. or um, selling in the aisle and looking at a customer, mm -hmm. I like to see that human connection of making somebody happy or seeing them smile or getting mm -hmm. them excited no matter the moment. Um, so if it could just be that general statement of I'm remembered for showing folks a good time and helping them, mm -hmm. I think that that's really all that matters for me. Oh. I don't necessarily um, mm -hmm. need it to be defined by a business transaction or particular meeting or product line, I think in general of, oh man, I always had a great time with him, or he yeah. really helped us in a time of need, or his team really pulled off mm -hmm. you know, some great work. That's, that's really all that matters. That's what matters to you. What are you, um, what are you curious about now? I can see that your wheels are always turning, mm -hmm. but what are you curious? What are you looking at or studying? The, what, what's out there that intrigues you? Uh, I love new home automation and just the, the connectivity of things and the internet of things. And was spending um, a few weeks ago, was out at CES in Las Vegas. So mm -hmm. the, the new technology that's coming into, you know, we, everyone has Alexa and, and Google and other things mm -hmm. throughout the house. But now there's, um, you know, there's smart lamps, there's smart headboards. It's coming into furniture. It's going other places. Mm -hmm. The evolution of technology and uh, artificial intelligence, <clears throat> things that are happening in AR and VR, no, that's that to me. It's always what's next. I challenge mm -hmm. the team. Let's be the first at things, whether they pan out or not. Let's get all of our clients on TikTok. They may not all work out really well for that mm -hmm. channel for that audience, but let's try it. Let's just do it. Mm -hmm. um, so continuing to look and see what's out there, what's new, what's different, mm -hmm. but also still helping those that are established and and uh, have some tradition. Mm -hmm. What advice would you have for a young entrepreneur or a, oh, an entrepreneur wannabe? An entrepreneur or an entrepreneur? Because I really feel like you started mm -hmm. a lot of your work as an entrepreneur. 
you know, right yeah. there in, within the company before you launched out mm-hmm. to start your own company. What advice? Sure. I mean, I think you could have two options, right? You either care so much and are so passionate about something that you would give your all for it and just jump and do, mm-hmm. or you still may be very passionate about something, not willing to make that risk, but go follow somebody who has, you know, mm-hmm. if, if you're a writer, go intern at the Times for six months under somebody that you've studied. If you're a skateboarder, go out to LA and hang out with a skateboarder that you've followed mm-hmm. on Instagram. Um, if you're not willing to make the step or the leap to start your own thing, then follow someone who could inspire you or maybe help you. Yeah. Um, it took me a while. Right? I'm, I don't think it was until <clears throat> I spent most of my 20s in corporate, never thinking that I'd be here today where I am right now with you, um, talking about this business that my team and I have built. But it just, um, it was that moment of encouragement and, and the leap that it took mm-hmm. uh, and, and everything leading up to that where it helped bring me where I am today. I didn't take the route of really going and following somebody who was super passionate about agency work. I just went and did it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've needed some support and some help along the way and it's got us to where we are, but that's just, I think entrepreneurs have those two paths, yeah. right? Yeah. They can be entrepreneurial and really study someone who's done great things like Steve Jobs and then just become an innovator at a great mm-hmm. company like Apple, or they can go and launch their own Apple. Mm-hmm. Um, so I wanted to also say, um, as you were talking through that, is it lonely sometimes being being the CEO? Because now you've grown this thing, but th- you have no peer as a CEO. Mm-hmm. I mean, there are times you step back and you go, you know, how could I be? Have you found other mentors who are CEOs? I've just started to. Okay. I, and I think that's something I... Um, I could rewind a few years I would have tried that earlier but I got so into the hustle of just grinding and doing and you know getting things done and building new clients and bringing mm-hmm. in team members I never really stopped to grab coffee with another agency leader mm-hmm. or get to know another hardware industry business leader mm-hmm. right I, I was so in the zone of I've got to quickly build this company right I just left a place where I was had some security and now mm-hmm. I've really given myself you know, a new, clean, risky slate, so I had to move very fast. I have recently met some incredible individuals in the retail and hardware and entrepreneurial space that have helped me quite a bit. Mm-hmm. I didn't have that early on. I, I wish I did. I got some inspiration from people who would come into the classroom and tell their story, how they won, how they failed, mm-hmm. but never really had a person to call at the end of the night and say, hey, um, you know, what, what are you doing at client gets toxic like yeah, do you do yeah. you just let them go or do you do you do you work through it or um you know, how, how do you who do you who do you work with to file your quarterly taxes you know those are things I yeah. just sort of had to figure out and and get things done and uh over the years I've brought in a couple of key individuals who you've given some ownership to that have really helped me mm-hmm. uh, and that's important you got to surround yourself by great people mm-hmm. I, I like wearing many hats but you got to also realize you can't do everything at the end of the day You've got to empower smart people to make the smart decisions for you at the times that maybe you can't. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't be in three meetings in the same day, right? You want to have other folks who have that passion and that inspiration mm-hmm. to help grow this thing. Uh, so that's helped too. Cool. Um, what questions should I have asked you but did not? Mm. That's a good one. Let me think on that for just a minute. Okay. 
man, you're stumping me here. What I'm questions stumping? should you have asked me what you did not? Um, I guess maybe on, on times where I have failed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Tell I've made, more. I've made some mistakes. You know, I'm not super proud of some of the decisions and things that I did in my early twenties and, um, uh, really learned the hard way. Um, not a great time at undergrad, right? But I graduated, but barely, you know, got a degree that I didn't even end up pursuing. And, um, what's your degree in? It was in, well, I started in music at App State uh-huh. and then switched to uh, public relations, um, but went right into sales uh-huh. <clears throat> from there. But I, I think that I sort of, uh, I guess, matured a bit later. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm really proud that I went back to school and felt that, you know, I earned something wonderful from Clemson that inspired me to yeah. kind of break the, the chain of the day-to-day uh, corporate life. But... Um, I think that even in, in in times each day today where we may win or lose, you know, in a given campaign or a moment with a client, it's always a learning experience. Mm-hmm. Um, nobody, I don't believe that anybody lives kind of this, this perfect life of mm-hmm. you read the books and the inspiration and the stories, but there's really always something that's helped them get to where they are through an experience that they had mm-hmm. that where they really learned kind of what what they needed to grow from in a time of discomfort or change or failure. Mm-hmm. You have a very inspiring story, and your story is, I'm sure, inspiring all the people who work with you. You know, uh, the courage to leave a corporation after a period of time, the courage to jump out there and really start something new and put a unique name on it and mm-hmm. be um, edgy and and uh, start up and um, so, um, I just want to say congratulations to you. Well, I appreciate that. It, Thank you for saying that. But I'm, I'm actually, I'm inspired by them, mm-hmm. right? I mean, I, I, I wear the CEO badge, but I'm hiring people who are smarter than me. I have to. Good for and you. I need, to, I need to bring folks in who can help take us to the next level. Mm-hmm. Um, my inspiration comes from what they do, mm-hmm. the creative they produce, mm-hmm. the copy they write, uh, the meetings they lead. That's what's driving me now. Yeah. Early on it was, I need to build a business because I need yeah, a, yeah. a foundation. And here. I love what you're saying because it's a whole evolution mm-hmm. and how it changes yep. as you go forward. And, and you're riding that uh, that that wave. And, uh, and it sounds like you're pretty comfortable with it um, for the most part. Yeah. yeah. Everybody's finding their groove right now. Yeah. You know, we... we um, yeah, the, the, the day-to-day juggle was always the struggle. Mm-hmm. And it, we're at a point now where folks are really, you know, we've got super talented editors, a super talented photographer, mm-hmm. an incredible copywriter, really strong account managers. And that's just bringing everything together. Yeah. So I'm, again, sitting back and loving that. Yes. While still working extremely hard to grow the company, look out mm-hmm. for everybody, inspire the team, and bring on new business, yeah. it's rewarding now and inspiring now to see uh, an idea, a, a class project, uh, a business model that I had mm-hmm. now being driven by a team that, that we've built. And we're so pleased to have gotten this interview with you so that we can share it with students, with alums, mm-hmm. and um, because it's it's what we want them to think about as well. Sure. You know, what else can I do? What yeah. else is out there? And, and can I have the courage? So you're offering that to anyone listening. Yeah, I am. And it, you know what? I get it. It's scary as hell. It, but if I had that support of my cohort and my mm-hmm. professors mm-hmm. and my family and now my team, uh, and you, if you are, if you care enough about something, you can make it happen. Don't let anybody yeah. tell you you can't.
Good deal. Brian, thank you. Thank you so much. It was such a pleasure. Great to see you. Great to see you as well. This episode was produced by 9-8 Central and the Clemson University MBA program sponsored by the Pfeiffer Innovation Hub. Thanks for listening to the Business of Innovation. Hear more stories at www.clemson.edu slash MBA slash podcast.